This is Fate's Wide Wheel, a Quantum Leap podcast with Sam and Dennis. Every week, we review an episode of the cult classic time travel series and decide whether it holds up to present day viewing. And hopefully, we'll entertain you along the way. Be sure to check us out on our website, fwwquantumleappod.com, and also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Fate's Wide Wheel. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Fate's Wide Wheel. Uh, we, we've uh, been off for a few weeks. Um, you know, we were picking up some steam. We had an episode in the can, and uh, I meant to drop it earlier, but knowing that we were going to have a little time off, uh, I held on to it, which, listening back to it, I realized that we talked about the fact that we had some steam going. <laughs> And then, of course, we recorded it the night that Chadwick Boseman died, so that was also something that we talked about. Yeah. And I just thought, well, people listening to it five years from now won't care. They won't care. Um, They won't care. Yeah, and and I will say, yeah, our losing steam is is my fault. Uh, Just here on my end, personal stuff going on here at Casa de Freimeyer. So, yeah, we're we're working stuff out with with work and jobs and... um, uh, my uh, my wife Betsy and her work, uh, she is fortunate enough to be very busy, but that also means a lot of nights of coming back into the office and working um, after we get the kiddos to bed, which is not it, it doesn't line up with podcast recording, right? So, right. so. well, you know the nice thing is um, we've got five episodes left after this. <laughs> oh, we're close. We're so I know, close, right? Um, but, uh, I, I think that, you know, regardless of the frequency that we're able to drop these next five, um, you know, we're, we're hoping to record whenever we can. And, you know, luckily I have a, a schedule now that's, that's fairly set. And so it's easy enough for me to just be able to say like, Hey, I'm available at these times. Just let me know when you're ready and we'll record. So, you know, that's just a little bit of behind the scenes stuff as far as, you know, what our scheduling process is like right now. It's, it's a little bit more haphazard. We don't, you know, we've talked recently about how in the old days we used to get together every Sunday. We'd record two podcasts every Sunday. We used to knock it out. One day we'll get back to, you know, somewhere I think we've already passed our three-year anniversary of doing this. I just haven't looked up the exact date. We did. Our three-year anniversary, I believe, was like uh, a little over a week ago, maybe. Oh, wow. We're so bad yeah. with keeping up with stuff on social media right now. All we right. apologize if you're a loyal listener right now. Uh, uh, but yeah, and once we get uh, into a little bit of a better place, we'll start that. I also have some plans. I uh, we have our original website. We have let drop off very badly. We're just we've just been putting out episodes through Podient. But right now, as part of my learning to become a web developer, I am teaching myself WordPress right now, which is what our original website is in. So once I teach myself that, um, I'm going to go back and I'm going to give. Our, our website, a nice new shiny finish for anybody who may be coming back to us yeah. later on later on down the road. Which, you know, I, I think it bears repeating. We've said this a, a few times uh, on recent episodes that we certainly want to take a moment to just welcome any new listeners that, that jumped on. You know, by the time you get to this episode, you'll already be an old pro. But we have noticed 
uh, you know, over the past couple of months that, that we have picked up a lot of listeners, um, you know, sort of digging into the archive, if you will, and, and going back and listening to our original episodes and downloading, um, you know, we have, it, it seems like there, there's enough people that must be watching somehow, somewhere. And I believe it was, it, like I said, it was on one channel or another at one point, Comet or something. Um, Comet or Rocket or something, yeah. Yeah, uh, because because it seems like the the episodes that are being downloaded the most are, are like in order. So it's almost as though like, you know, people are watching and, and, and downloading and, and which is great. So, sure. you know, for, for the, for the 20 or so of you that <laughs> joined us recently, thank I mean, you for that. I mean, yeah, we've had some weeks where we don't put anything out and we just get a ton of downloads, which is awesome. Yeah. That's great. Welcome aboard. Absolutely. We're glad, Absolutely. we're glad to have you. And if you made it with us this far, this this is a very special episode. This is an episode, this is an episode, Sam, that makes a tale of two sweeties look like the leap home. This is an episode that almost makes me want to watch Americanization of Machiko. <laughs> Ooh. I, this is the, look, I, we, there have been episodes before that we have not necessarily been incredibly kind to. Uh, there have been, you know, uh, writers, directors, actors that, that we have had difficulty uh, saying a lot of nice things about. Um, I, 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 I don't know that I have ever felt the need. Maybe maybe a little bit we did this with Lee Harvey Oswald, but I don't know that I've ever felt the need to put a disclaimer before we start our discussion that this might be difficult to listen to. <laughs> if you love this episode, it might be difficult. Yeah, I would say Lee Harvey Oswald is the only episode that we completely dragged before. And this is one, like, if, like, think of it. Can, can I, can I, here, let's do, we've never done this before on the show. Uh, you have your phone handy, don't you? I do. Can we do a dramatic reenactment of, <laughs> of, of the text that we were sending each other earlier today? Why not? All right, here we go. Uh, this is me. This conversation started at 10.20 Central Time this morning. Strong languages to follow. Excuse me. God damn. Revenge is the worst. Oh, man. I'll be watching during Hattie's nap. Tonight should be interesting. Haha. <laughs> I mean, just ellipses. Fuck. That bad, huh? Oof. I'll steal myself for the inevitable. We don't have a lot great left to talk about with this show. Uh, makes me sad and frustrated, which is really just a perpetual state I live in these days. I send a heart, and I say, we'll always have Maryland the next episode. And then, and later, and then later, later in the day, later in the day during Hattie's nap time, here we go. Starts off with Sam here. Dude, ellipses. What the fuck, ellipses? Right? At what point were you, at what point were you when you hit this realization? When Zoe started feeling himself up, dot, dot, dot. But I was already cringing a bit before that. The first WTF might have actually been Aaliyah in the clouds. It just gets better. Yeah. The biggest issue I really have with the episode, and we've talked about this before, is Aaliyah's complete and utter lack of agency. All right. And so that it doesn't get as funny anymore. But, yeah, just earlier in the text conversation, we were just like, fuck. Um... So, yeah. so here's the way I'm going to approach talking about this episode. Because when I was 13 years old, when I first saw this episode, I remember watching this, like the, the, the two-hour movie that it was with Return and Revenge. I absolutely loved 
this episode. Mm. I cheered with glee. I pumped my fists when Sam killed Zoe. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to approach this episode of two minds of my 13-year-old self and now. And by way of my 13-year-old self, I'm going to to try to be kind to this episode. Uh, yeah, I and, and I, I I'm going to try to do the same because one thing that I will say, and it's been difficult at times over these last two seasons uh, to connect with the show on the emotional level that I think when I was younger and doing that first watch through came a little bit more naturally. Um, early on, there were a lot of episodes that I was connecting emotionally with. Um, Thou shalt not freedom. Obviously, Leap Home Part 1 and 2, MIA, of course. Like, there's a lot of really great stuff. Uh, Black and White on Fire. Um, that, that was just very easy to get that emotional connection with. I feel like the bulk of Season 4 and a lot of Season 5, that has been lacking. Nowhere to Run, certainly I felt emotionally connected to. Um, you know, and there have been other episodes like that. I, I, I think that the disappointing thing for me upon this rewatch as we record the podcast has been that I can enjoy certain aspects and get engaged in a certain way with the evil leaper episodes. But I do think that the emotional connection that I had when I was younger, especially because I was trying, not trying because I just automatically saw things through Sam's eyes. And unfortunately, I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's being a little bit jaded and cynical now having a podcast where we're reviewing this episodes. I don't know what the case is. It was very hard for me to have an emotional connection. And instead, I wanted that so badly that it made me frustrated with the episode and see its flaws in greater detail than I ever would have at any other time that I've seen these episodes. Sure. That makes total sense. So, that so we're going to do our best. We're going <laughs> to do, do our best. Yeah. So, uh, and I guess this was, a, this was a two-hour movie, but since we're reading it in two parts, we could start off the way we usually do. Let's just read off some, some stats and some info about the episode. Yeah, so this is Revenge of the Evil Leaper. Our director is Debbie Allen. Our writer is Deborah Pratt. Air date, February 23rd, 1993. Our leap date is September 16th, 1987, which is, of course, the latest leap date, televised leap date that we have. Uh, Our leapy is Liz Tate, and the location is Mallard, Ohio. Yeah, I'm going to jump back. This is the TV guide description from both uh, Return and Evil Leaper. Uh, Sam leaps into a college nerd who crosses a vengeful frat boy, blah, 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 blah. Uh, second part, uh, he simul-leaps and lands them in a women's prison. And this is where we are. Uh, in other countries, uh, this was known as, uh, in Germany, it was known as Pursued. In France, it was known as The Revenge. In Italy, it was known as La Vendetta. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, (laughs) so let's just dive on it. Like you said, we are, we are as close to modern times as we ever get in the TV series. Yeah. 1987. Um, One thing I I do really appreciate is when they do leap in and they start, and Sam and Aaliyah start talking to each other. When we hear the voice of the first guard, Good Lord, mm. only a week in the box, you don't know where you are. They put an effect on the voice where I think you hinted at in our last episode where you don't know where they're at, and my God, maybe they 
maybe Sam got pulled with Aaliyah, mm-hmm. and maybe they are at the evil Quanta Project. Yeah. And that's an interesting little tease that they do. But they're not. Yeah. But they're not. They're at Mallard Women's Facility. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, right off the bat. (laughs) Right? Pretty much. Pretty, pretty fucking much. And one of the things that we get right off the bat and that we we saw, of course, in the previous episode um, with the the leap out um, is that prison guards are evil. Yep. Um, and one of, I think the difficult things about this episode is that there are so many mustache twirling villains that it gets difficult to really take any of them too seriously. Right. The only, the only person who works at the prison with any kind of sympathy is, uh, Vivian. Right. And then everybody else is just... Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's, it's so mustache twirling. It's hard to... Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, even once we have, you know, Zoe leap in... And the fact of the matter is, it's like, even when Zoe leaps in, the person she's leaping into is clearly a horrible human being as yeah, well. Yeah, right? And, 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 and I'm not saying that there's a problem with these people being bad guys, but because it is... It, like, the episode... Goddamn, the episode feels so incredibly campy at times, frankly. Because it's so over the top, right? And it's and and, and, and I maybe you know and maybe again you know trying to put a little context in it. Maybe that's viewing it through a twenty twenty lens. You know, maybe like when I was younger, I certainly didn't find any of that campy. I just was like, I was like, well, these are bad people, and Sam's got to save the day. But but now when I watch it, it does. It just it takes on such a heightened reality that it's very difficult to take things too seriously. And even when the stakes are so high, especially for Aaliyah specifically, it's it, it, it really did lessen my emotional investment. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say I had an emotional investment at all as I was watching this episode. Other than, yeah. you know, like I said, just like, oh man, when I was a kid, I loved it. And I loved it so much when I was a kid because even though, I, and we'll break this down, the plot makes no sense. Um, it just doesn't but I loved that they were introducing like they really got pretty in depth into this new evil time time traveling project yes having Zoe leap introducing a new hologram um, just making it very clear through Thames's costume that they were further in the future than right than uh, than our project Quantum Leap uh, the conversation between Zoe and Thames with, with all those damn candles. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Uh, black candles. All those black, yes. Uh, I mean, you know, there there had to be a moment where, I mean, you know, Myers didn't have all those candles laying around. Like he had to like, right? he had to send some plebe out to get, you know, to get candles for a saying. It was like, what? I need two oh, dozen black candles. God, Myers is weird. All right. Yeah, right. Um, but just that entire conversation. He started unbuttoning his shirt unnecessarily low, and now I he know. wants a bunch of candles. I'm really freaked out what by is, I mean, he's always, he's always kind of <laughs> creepy, but man. Uh, but that entire scene where they, they, they kind of hint at what Zoe and Aaliyah's relationship was, and, and mm-hmm. what Lothos thought of Aaliyah, I, I really, I enjoyed all of that as a kid because, like, 
all of this really new, like like the cool aspects of the of the sci fi element that they were that they were introduced. Yeah, the hints of world building, the subtle bits of world building and and mythology building that we get in the episode are indeed a lot of fun, and it was one of the things that as I was watching the episode, you know, once I got to a past the point of just being so disappointed with so many aspects of this episode I was I was purposely like you're trying to look for good things and it, there was a moment when um, Zoe and Thames are uh, you know standing like on one of the uh, uh, prison walkways mm-hmm. and looking mm-hmm. out over everything and they're having this conversation and I was just sort of like you know That aspect of the episode does work. I mean, yes, at times, like, Thames is very over the top, and at times Zoe is very, like, again, almost devolves into some sort of, like, camp Batman 60s TV show villain, but there is still something behind all of that, and the storytelling that they're doing about Project Quanta is enough for me to be like, Man, this type of storytelling in a quantum leap world is actually pretty cool, but I don't think that they necessarily hit it out of the park. And one thought that I had, and I had again as you were talking just now, is that if this episode, not even necessarily had it been a two-parter, but had Return, had Return been shorter even, and we got more of this so that we could have at least gotten some of the prison bullshit out of the way and then just focus on this, you know, extended chase scene that we get at the end, filling in all this myth arc stuff, at least then we would have felt like we got to the point. Whereas all the other shit that happens, it's like, we've talked about this happening before in other episodes. We don't give a shit about Carolyn, the woman that was murdered. Like, we don't care. Like, by the time the ending rolls around and we find out that Myers got her pregnant, forced her to have an abortion, she bled out and died. Like, by the time all that comes out, and it's so rushed, it's just like, how am I supposed to care about this? I I had forgotten until we got, like, right up until that moment where where Al, he has a line, something like, oh, Ziggy's got a bunch of new stuff coming in. I'm like, oh, my God, it's the exposition train of just wrapping everything up. Good God Lord. To the point when the cop gets ready to put Sam slash Liz into the cop car, he has to literally stop and stand there and wait for Al to finish his fucking monologue before he puts him into the cop car, and it's like... What is he waiting for? What, yeah, what's yes? Uh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I mean, let's start. I mean, uh, we. I, I don't know if this is an episode where we're like we like break it down to a play by play. Maybe just like so. So they are there to find out who killed Carol Bang because in, yes. the, in the original history she died, and I, I do believe Liz, the person that Sam leaps into, is framed for the murder and she is executed for the murder. Um, somewhere along the way, Sam changes history, and I don't think they ever explain what exactly he does to change history, but uh, Angel, the woman that Aaliyah leaps into, at some point she gets killed, too. She gets convicted as well. They're not very clear on that, I don't think. And so, uh, aside from avoiding uh, Zoe, that's what they are there to do. Yeah. Uh, So the first scene we get taken... Uh, they get, they get taken out of the box. We get the stakes introduced, and then they go to see Myers. They get walked across the prison yard. Um, and I, I just love how what, what's her name uh, the, the, the um, main the main Sophie. guard 
I just love how long Sophie gives them in the broom closet. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, like, and I, this is nothing against Catherine Cortez, the actor that plays Sophie, um, because I think she does a great job at what she's doing. The thing is, is that I, there's, there's something, there's like this weird, just gum chewing, scenery chewing, over the top prison guard villain. Like it's so stereotypical and it's so over the top that it, I don't find it threatening. I find it kind of silly. And, Mm. and because of that, it's just like it. It's so in your face. It's so in your face. Like, oh, she's a bad person, you know. Um, and, and, and she is. And she honestly, unfortunately, is one of my main gripes with the episode. Um, and, and and again, because we get so much of that kind of character, um, and and her and her horrible line to to Aaliyah about you know the warden's got special plans for you, and it's just like. I don't know, man. It's not. Know, it, it's it's, yeah. Like I, I didn't know how to, to to think about that, but yeah, it's just this weird thing. Yeah, because the entire episode, like Sophie knows all of the abuse that Myers right does. Like I mean, it's obviously a thing of Myers having prisoners brought to his office and and, and you know um, sexually assaulting them, doing whatever he wants with them, and Sophie is in on it, and she gets off on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, I guess the I guess the thing is, is it, it the character does not feel truthful. There's no sense of verisimilitude. Yeah, there's no like, and that's the part that bothers me. And the reason why is because Sam and Aaliyah, it, it, it's very genuine. Like, actually, I've got to say that that first scene up until the point where Sam does the hypnosis in the in the in the broom closet. Like they both of those performances for the two of them are so fucking on point mm-hmm. that it made me want more. And we don't get it because when they get into the goddamn broom closet, Al pops in and Al gives them this brilliant idea to do hypnosis. Yeah. And it is the cardinal sin of this episode, as far as I'm concerned, because now Aaliyah's gone. Yeah. They take they totally take away Aaliyah's, Aaliyah's agency, like you said. Yeah. Um and it's just like, and she she hardly had any agency in return, right? Like as soon as she finds out that Sam is Sam, she loses it, and is just basically like begging for his mercy for help. I mean, not, I mean, not really. Like she's not really begging for mercy, but like she's basically she becomes helpless. Like all of her cunning that she has when she's evil totally goes out the window when when she knows Sam is there. And this is like I would love as I was watching this episode today, like I would love to have seen her be just as cunning and smart when she's trying to outsmart Zoe as when she was evil. Like if it right. really turned a thing of like Aaliyah turning on Zoe, her protege or whatever, and like using her tricks or whatever against her. Ah wouldn't that be because more awesome? She- because she went from being this character that you could imagine in your head after Deliver Us From Evil as being like, oh, I just popped in and I'm here to fuck shit up, to all of a sudden being this character that is just another damsel in distress tied yeah. to the railroad tracks. Yeah. And it's, and it's so disappointing to see. And it's, 
And I am flabbergasted that this episode was written by Deborah Pratt and directed by Debbie, Debbie Allen, because both of them are badass women that had been badass women, even in 1993, when badass women weren't cool like they are now. And like, how did this happen? You know, I like, mean, why was this the idea? I mean, we kind of touched on it. You know, you mentioned an earlier episode, like how much of it did Don Belisario come back right. and, and touch up? After the fact, especially since it's like myth and world building and whatever. I don't. Right. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, the entire, like the way they just rush through the hypnosis thing. You know, sometimes you can get away with that in a series like, oh, this is just a weird preposterous thing we're going to introduce and we're going to move on. Deal with it. But it just, ah, it just, it doesn't Well, and what the fuck was up with that Aaliyah in the clouds with the scarf over her head bullshit? That was awful. That was, that, that was, that was bad. You haven't started that watching, like, have you started watching Schitt's Creek yet? No, not no. yet. <laughs> there's, there's a, there's a scene, I, I, I won't even try it. Yeah, there's a scene in, in th- uh, season three or, or four where one of the characters, she's a, uh, she's a washed up soap opera actress and she gets her big shot to come back at some weird foreign movie and they're shooting some really bad scene in front of like a very similar sky scene than what we, what we see Aaliyah <laughs> in here. And that's what I thought of today watching that episode. Yeah. But, oh, and it's, and it's even when, like they don't even like handle the hypnosis right. Like even like when it's really high stakes, they play this comedy bit of Al getting hypnotized. Yeah. Yes, which is weird because so much of Al in this episode, I feel like, is really is really actually on point. Like, I like the I like some of the stuff that he delivers in the broom closet right off the bat about you know he's excited at work. There's two women in the waiting room. Yeah. Um, I love the way that he walks Sam through the shock theater leap to remind him of what happened. But it did plant the thought in my head of is Al treading on some dangerous water here? I thought the like, exact same thing. Yeah. Could this lead to memories of Donna and the leap back in the midst of like him trying to like save this other woman that he's clearly attracted to? And right. you know, yeah. Um, so it was a weird. It was an interesting choice. Not a weird choice. It was an interesting choice. Yeah, that yeah, that that occurred to me too. Um, so anyway, Aaliyah gets hypnotized. The wake word yeah. is <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin. Jesus, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Al. Uh, yeah. and, and just as uh, and just as Sam it's wakes. A- oh, go ahead. I just want to interject real quick. It is worth noting that the actors themselves had a very hard time getting through this scene. Like, all three of them were laughing. There are outtakes and bloopers that are available. You can find them online where all three of them had a lot of difficulty making their way through this scene. We will have to put those up on the Facebook page. I've, I've, yeah. seen, I've seen the blooper of uh, later in the episode where the scene ends with Al saying that Angel dies too. I've seen yeah. I've seen a blooper from that scene, but I, I have yeah. not seen the blooper that you just mentioned. So yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's God. telling in and of itself. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so now we get uh, back out in the lobby or whatever of Myers's office, and we get to briefly. Hang on, just one second here. Mm-hmm. Oh hi, oh hey little guy, we have a guest, special guest star. We have a special guest star. Hello, Harrison. Can you say hi to Sam? Dad. <laughs> hi, Harrison. <laughs> you can't. How there. are you? Yeah, he's he, he's the weird camera thing here with my background here. You can't really see him, but yeah. Can you say hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> you giving, hello. Are you giving Eleanor her bath right now? I'm ready. Oh, you already gave the bath. 
Mm. All right, you need to go back to bed, okay? Mwah. Can you say bye-bye, Sam? Bye-bye, Dan. All right, bye-bye, Harrison. <laughs> all right, all right. Bye-bye. Can you close the door as you go out? No? No. Okay. We're a that family was, show. That was very sweet. You know, he is usually so sh- so shy around adults these days. Oh, he's back. Hello. <laughs> Can you say hello? All right, it's time to go back to bed, little guy, okay? <gasps> I love you. If you're still awake and we're done, I'll come in and I'll come and say goodnight, okay? You can take that candle if you want. There you go. Can I turn it, it on? Uh, I'll turn it on. It's, uh, it's not a real candle, listeners. It's a, uh, uh, it's a weird LED candle here <laughs> that he wants to have turned on. And to be honest, I'm not sure how to turn it on here. I am father of the year right here. Here, can you take that to, <laughs> can you take that to Mommy? She knows how to turn it on, okay? Take your blanket. All right. <laughs> we can, that was awesome. That was I, I, when I heard the door open. I was sure that was Betsy coming in saying that she needed help. But yeah. Anyway, uh, we're uh, yes, waiting to go see Myers now. We get the scene with, with yeah. Sophie and Myers, where, like you said, even before Zoe leaps into Myers, we we get it established that even Myers himself is a bastard. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is like, again, he's, he's mustache twirling villain, like right to the fact that I was literally expect, and they, and they basically do. I was literally expecting him to say his line to Sophie and for the two of them to just start <laughs> because they basically do they, Yeah. They, yeah. They kind of do. Um, and, and it's, and it's, 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 it's a turnoff. And it's also, the other thing that makes this episode difficult is that there are, because there are genuine stakes involved, and we have these elements that, especially in a 2020 context, I think really hit with the, you know, the rape of this inmate who is then forced to have an abortion, who, uh, you know, ends up dying as a result of that, who is, you know, confiding in a woman who is in prison for killing her husband, who was uh, abusive uh, to her for years. Years. Um, even Sam has this brilliant line when Al tells him the circumstances of Liz's imprisonment. You know, uh, Sam is like, "That's not murder. That's self-defense." And it's fucking beautiful. Like I wanted to cheer that shit. You know. Yeah. Um, we learn that Angel uh, is in prison because she got busted for pot, and they threw the book at her That's because right. it's yeah. an election year. And it's like, man. All of this shit is incredibly timely, unfortunately, you know, mm-hmm. sadly, pathetically, but but it gets so lost underneath all this other shit that it it, it really is kind of a, a bit of a bit of a tragedy of the script. And again, I'm not saying it needed to be in your face. I'm just saying that like when you bury something like that underneath all this camp and over the top, you know, Machiavellian mustache twirling bullshit, it's 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 hard to connect to it. You're right, yeah. When, yeah, watching the episode, yeah, those lines did jump out at me. Like, oh, yeah, this is some really good, yeah, this is some good commentary. Uh, fuck. Back to, okay. Right. Let's, <laughs> right? Okay, here's a question for you. Uh, so after, you know, we've met Myers for the first time, shortly after that, we get uh, a very interesting moment that, that is, you know, I, quite frankly, historic in, in the annals of Quantum Leap because we have uh, a leap in uh, of, of an observer um, that we see fully, and it's Zoe leaping into Myers. Um, what did you think about this leap in? About when it happened, how it happened, etc. Thirteen-year-old me thought it was awesome. Sure. Um, 
and like I said, I I really love the idea of like introducing new leapers and new things, whatever. Like just yeah, it just introduces this whole new element of the show that could have been really cool. Watching the episode today, like I said, this plot is a hot mess. Yeah. From the conversation that she has later with Thames, it seems like at the time that they leaped her, I'm not even sure why they leaped her because they hadn't totally lost Aaliyah yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure if that was the answer that you were looking for. What did you think? Well, well I was. I think I, I felt multiple things, and, it, and, it, and to me, I can't decide if it's just, you know, if it's just me being me. Or if it is some sort of maybe defect in the script and the direction. Because there was a part of me that thought, oh no, why? Why ruin the surprise? You know, why oh, like yeah. why show us that this happens? Like why not because like there's there's there there's an alternate reality where this script took a little bit of of a different turn and was again a little bit longer of an episode and and Sam had the opportunity to actually get taken to Myers' office just like they said he was going to and Myers starts coming on to Sam and Myers is being all, you know, creepy and everything and then, you know, eventually grabs Sam and then all of a sudden we get the reveal that it's Zoe. And we find out at the same time Sam does. Now, of course, that presents problems for later in the episode because, you know, the reveal when it does happen is, you know, is, is pretty great or whatever. But it does feel to me that it, it, it again, it's strange because it's like, well, do you take the chance of wasting a great actor like Carolyn Seymour and not showing her in the role, you know, until a little bit later in the episode and you only get, you know, 15 minutes of her as opposed to 20 minutes of her or whatever. But it, it it was disappointing. It let, for some reason, it let some steam out of the episode. I got you. I mean, I figure, like, they had already kind of done that, what you just described. They already did that with Aaliyah in the first, That's Evil, true. Leap, in the first Evil Leaper episode. It's a great my, point. My issue is, uh, one, what I just said, like, from the discussion that her and Thames had, it looks like they were getting a lock on Aaliyah, and then when Sam put her in her hypnosis, that they lost her. But I don't understand why they would send Zoe out after Aaliyah when it's been shown that they can retrieve someone. Like Lothos, if she know, like she could have pulled Aaliyah out had she known. Does that make sense? Right. Sure, and yes. it seems like they only would have sent Zoe out after they realized that they had lost her. After they realized that there was no one in the holding chamber at right. their project. But it's clear that Zoe leaped before they realized that Aaliyah had leaped with Sam. So that's one thing. The second thing is, if I am Zoe, and I never thought about this before watching this episode before, if I am Zoe, and I know that the way to find Aaliyah is to touch, is to touch her, as Zoe, I am touching every person that I encounter. I and you know what? I would have, as, as Myers, I would have set up a thing where, where block by block, I have the prisoners report, line up gauntlet style, and I just go down and I, and I just investigate everybody. I inspect, that's what, inspect, I inspect everybody, and I just find a reason to touch every single person until I find it. And the thing is, is as you say that, as ridiculous as that sounds, to me, 
that would actually provide us with tension and comedy and 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 and, and be a little bit more in the reality of, of of the tools that she's working with than what we end up getting. Sure, I mean, you know, like some weird like Shakespearean Lady Macbeth type scene where she's you know burning out candles with her fingers and talking to Thames and like all this other bullshit. It's like. I mean, right, imagine... Get out there! I know, like, imagine a scene where they don't send Angel back to the box. They send mm-hmm, Angel mm-hmm. And, and Sam, and Leah and Sam, they send them back to C-Block to investigate to find out who really killed Carol Benning. Zoe makes this thing where she's going to go touching anybody. So Sam and Aaliyah are lined up yeah. in C-Block. And here comes Myers from their perspective. And Sam realizes that he's touching everyone. Or Aaliyah yeah. realizes that he's touching everyone. Yes, but yes, they, exactly. But, but they can't run. And that's when Sam realizes, like, oh, shit, that's the other leaper that Al is talking about. Right. No, I completely agree. I think that that's fantastic, to be honest with you. Because, like, one of the things, too, that you mentioned, you know, we are kind of jumping around a bunch, but one of the things you mentioned, too, is the fact that Aaliyah slash Angel gets sent back to the box. Now, this is after Aaliyah's personality has been buried in, um... What little she has of Angel's, yeah. Right. And we know that Angel is claustrophobic. That's something that we get, you know, told. Um, and... Because... Like, that, to me... Just the fact... Like, the act of putting her back in the box is sadistic enough for me to hate these people and find them to be evil, but because they've been so over-the-top evil, it's like, well, of course they're going to put her back in the box. Like, it lessens the intensity of the decision to be like, put her back in the box. Like, had there been one grain of reality or complexity to any of these characters before the decision is made to put her in the box, that would have really hit like a gut punch. It's like, fuck, they're separated, she's going to be scared out of her mind, this is going to be awful, this is going to be torture. Now, of course, I don't care as much, because it's Angel, really, not Aaliyah, because Aaliyah's basically gone, so it's it's a weird thing, but, it, but, but like, I don't know. It's like, why put her back into the box? You know what putting Angel back in the box is? What? It's dumping Jennifer in the alley. And back to the future, too. Yeah, yeah. It's dumping her on the porch. It's like, we don't know what to do with her. Let's just dump her for for the convenience of the plot. Well, because, like, one episode that I just thought of was Unchained. And in Unchained, there is never a sense that, like, we know that some of these people are kind of horrible people. But because they're not played as over-the-top, horrible, awful, you, you know... Because because it reminded us more of Cool Hand Luke, which is a great fucking movie with complex characters, than it did of, you know, 60s Batman or, 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 sure. or a fucking silent 20s movie or whatever where they're throwing women on train tracks. Because that's what it reminded me of. It was so hard to take seriously. Yeah. And because in Unchained, when they get thrown back in the hole, it feels real and it feels awful and it feels icky and it feels, you know, but like here, it just feels like, okay. And I guess maybe because like, at first, they kind of tease that the reason that Zoe puts Angel back in the box is that she's trying to create a sense of urgency with Liz. Right. She's going back in the box. You get back to C-Block. You find out who killed Carol Benning because something, something, her and Tames decide that that's how they, they discover who Sam is. 
that that doesn't really make sense when you really think about it. But that, but that's no. why. But that's why Zoe suddenly cares. So if she had done it to create that urgency, cool. But almost immediately afterwards, we know that actually Zoe, in this weird sense, in this weird uh, uh, quest to see how the other half lives, as she puts it, when she starts feeling herself up in the mirror, oh, God. looking at Myers, like. All of a sudden, she shifts like she's seriously like she's going to do a little side mission and and try to seduce, rape, assault, whatever word you want to use, one of the prisoners just to see how the other half lives. And there's a whole like 10, 15 minute section in the middle of the episode where that's what this is about. Yep. It's her getting all these candles lit up getting ready to do whatever she is going to do, having this weird conversation with Tames, like, in and of itself. Dressed in a bathrobe. Yes, yeah. In a and silk of smoking jacket, rather, yeah. yeah. In and of itself, like, that's a great, like, little scene, but it just, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make, it just, it, it, it just, weird. Well, because, you know, you brought up the urgency, and I think that the urgency, like, immediately, like, the foot gets taken off the gas, you know, because as soon as Sam gets thrown back into the general population, after he's made his case to do so, it, which also is weird because like it's, it's so strange because for as, as, as villainous as these characters come off, they do a lot of dumb, stupid, naive, non villainy shit, you know, like they let people kind of just get away with crazy things. And so like, it, it, like even the good guys, like Vivian, for instance, it's kind of hard to take her seriously because it's just sort of like, what are you, what are you doing lady? Like, and, and how are you getting away with all this? And but but anyway, Sam gets thrown back into general population, and Fiddler comes along, and Fiddler starts to kind of tell, you know, Sam what's up, and, and, and then immediately like there's some sort of weird interruption, and then there's you know oh Myers wants to see you oh you know what that's about, and then and then Aaliyah's screaming and crying in the cell you've got to go see her. And it's such, it's just, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. It's such a mess. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, if this were a two hour TV movie, just this episode, not return being a part of it, you could make time to have those little side stories and, and, and tangents or, or branching paths of your primary mission, but you've got 45 minutes and, and it's just, it's just too much. It's just too much. So, so it ends up like we don't care about it, it, it. Instead of having multiple things to care about, like Carol and, 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 and Aaliyah and Sam saving the day and what the fuck is Zoe going to do, et cetera, et cetera. We don't care about any of them. Really? No. <sighs> and so about, like, the, like the weird progression of time, like I, like I've always imagined that when they leap in, it's, it's morning. It's close to morning time. Yeah. Maybe yeah, early afternoon. Yeah. Sam gets sent back to C block. He has 24 hours. Ten minutes later, Sophie comes back. All of a sudden, he's got 16 hours. Yep. Time flies, she even said. It's it's almost like a wink-wink to the camera. And then Sophie's, uh, the ward's got plans for you. Ten minutes if you want to freshen up. We have this scene with Thames and Zoe. And then when we come back, it's night. Yeah. Right, and then Sam, and then Sam is going into the dungeons of the of the women's prison to to soothe Aaliyah. Yeah, it, it, it's so weird. It is the. Uh, it it seems like this is like that, this is like the they filmed the very rough first draft of the script. 
Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and here's another thing that I'll throw in there. When we talked about Lee Harvey Oswald and we had our issues with Lee Harvey Oswald, we were able to find a lot of saving grace in the technical merits of the episode, of which there were many, and the artistic merits in particular of some of the performances, of which there yeah. were many. It was a well-produced episode. We just Absolutely. didn't like where it was coming from. Yeah. It, yeah. Whereas with this episode, it's not directed well. It's not acted well for a lot of the, you know, a lot of these scenes. And I'm sorry, it's not written well. It's definitely not written well. The acting, At least what we see on screen, I will sure, say. Sure, yeah. The, the actors, they do the best with what they got. I think there were some cool shots in the episode. Like, really? Like, I, uh, I like the shot of Zoe walking down the hallway when they're searching for them and, like, the prison's on lockdown and the sirens are going off. And like Tames following her down the hall with the with the with the with the leaping in the you know the the, bu- oh, the buzzing yeah, in the she, buzzing out yeah I, I when re- she turns around she's like you turn the damn sirens off yes. yeah I know what this new time okay I really, yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah, thought okay. that was a well uh, that was a well shot scene I really liked and you mentioned this earlier like kind of like when they're standing up on the ledge outside of the prison I really like the effect of uh, the lights going out and the only light we see is Tames's weird hand link. And we just see them lit up by that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, find them. I thought that was a really great yeah. moment. Um, you know, as far as like where, you know, whatever location they were shooting on, I'm sure they were kind of limited by their location of like what kind of shots they could do and budget and everything. But within the episode, there were some cool shots like that that, yeah. I, could, that I could appreciate. Yeah. I, okay, yeah, I, I will definitely agree with you on that. I, I think you're absolutely right about both of those scenes. I think that, you know, the, the, the editing maybe is, is, is where one of the big faults is, too, because we do lose all sense of time. There is no, you know, sense of continuity, um, and it's a very jarring thing. And, and, and I've seen films that purposely play with that, um, and this is not that, you know? Um, and, and And I think that, because it's it because it becomes such a jumbled mess basically from the minute that 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 Sam and Aaliyah leave the you know the the warden's office or outer office area like everything that happens after that is 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 just kind of a mess and and again Carolyn Seymour's great um um Hinton Battle who plays Thames is 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 a lot of fun actually and i think for being kind of the 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 counterpoint to um, both Zoe and Al, because let's face it, Zoe and Al actually are kind of similar. Oh God, do you think you Al know? and Zoe would hook up? Oh, dude, I don't even want to think about the depravity that would happen in that bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> they would call um, up torture chambers R Us. Oh God. For an immediate I think, I think I think Al would be a little scared. Um. <laughs> I, th- I think, yes, I think Zoe would give him a run. Speaking of holograms, this is something I never thought of before watching this episode. Thames loves being a hologram. Loves yes. being a hologram. Does not walk through one damn thing. No. There's a moment, and, and, and it's a missed opportunity, I think, because there is a moment when both Al and Thames pop in at the same exact time, and they don't allow them to like phase through each other or, no I, I know it's like basically both actors standing there so close to one another that this is what I was thinking I was thinking oh god are they gonna touch wow that would be an awkward error if they touched yes yeah 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 
Because when I was a kid and I, and I first watched the, the, the first Evil Libra episode, like not really understanding the science of it, like I wondered like, oh, could Al and Zoe touch each other? Mm-hmm. Could they see each other? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that would be weird if they, yeah. Right? But anyway. But, but, but no, but, but Tim's like, he, you know, the interesting thing is, is that I feel like he is a, a really cool character because whereas Zoe obviously is operating from a similar, a more advanced, like, like I, you get the sense almost that Zoe, the reason why Zoe helped Aaliyah and the reason why Zoe put Aaliyah into the project and, 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 and brought her along or whatever, trained her as an agent is because at one time Zoe was a lot like Aaliyah. And, and so you, you get the idea that Zoe is kind of working for Lothos out of a place of fear, perhaps just as much as any sort of sense of loyalty or whatever. Thames, on the other hand, is having a great fucking time. Oh, God. Like, yeah. that dude loves his job. He loves what he does, yeah. What do you think he did at the project <sighs> before he got promoted up? Was he, was he like That's a control room tech? No, no, he's too... Was he like the Tina? Was he like the Tina of Ooh, the project? there we go. <laughs> there we go. That would have been... That would have been interesting. So uh, this is something we kind of gloss over a little when we first meet um, uh, Thames in, in Myers' office. And this is something I never thought of before, but this is in Matt's book. Thames has a line when they're talking about like the science of, of, of leaping and, and whatever. Thames has a line, he says, when you're dealing with quanta, nothing mm-hmm. is impossible. Yes. I've always read that to me like quanta is the multiple of quantum. Basically, mm-hmm. Tames are saying, when you're dealing with quantum physics, nothing is impossible. But right. Matt seems to think that quantum may actually be the name of the Evil Leaper project. Yeah. Because in the script, quanta is capitalized. When I was watching yeah. the subtitles today, quanta was capitalized. I, I tend to agree with that uh, assessment. I even, I even mentioned it earlier in this episode, when we're talking yeah, about yeah. it. I even said Project Quanta. Because I, 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 think, that, I think that that is kind of a cool... Um, Take and again, it's a little bit of that myth building, that world building that you know we we don't get a lot of in Quantum Leap, but when we do get it, it usually does feel pretty cool. And and, and I think that this was probably you know dropped in um, and, and and would have potentially been expanded on in season six. Sure. Um, you know, I think I, one of the things that I thought today that I had never thought before at the end of this episode was just sort of like, man, if you think those characters weren't coming back in season six, you're crazy. Like they would have absolutely been back. Yeah. There was, uh, are we, are we still holding on to any idea of no spoilers of any future episodes? No, no, I think no, we, not at this point. We, we got five to go. Maybe. Got, Let's so, just spoil uh, it. <laughs> I remember oh, it was like over twenty years ago. Like I remember reading. I didn't get all the way through it because it was like quite a long piece of fan fiction. But I got a few chapters into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it put forth the idea that the entire last episode was a trick mm-hmm. of Project mm-hmm. Quanta to trick Sam into changing history so that Sam and Al were separated. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so. So he does save their marriage. He does right. stay married to Beth, and so they never meet. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of sets up like these two separate storylines of Sam traveling through time without Al and what Al's life was like without Beth. And of course, it doesn't turn out well. But right. Yeah, I just randomly remembered that. But <sighs> yeah, it you know it is it is interesting and it's weird too to think that. 
that because there has never been any sort of official follow-up of any kind, which is kind of shocking in this day and age, considering all of the properties that have gotten, you know, at least a comic book or, or, or a, a, a e-book at this point or, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, that we haven't had something you know, from Quantum Leap to kind of touch on some of these things and that what we, you know, the only refuge we really do have are, are you know, rumors, potential show notes, and then fan fiction, you know, yeah. to, to really kind of play in that sandbox. And it, it is too bad, um, which I'm sure is something we'll talk a lot more about when we, you know, when we get to the, the finale. But in the context of this particular episode, there there are unfortunately a lot of unanswered questions. Um and that, to me, is not a, one of the frustrating aspects of this episode, actually. <laughs> it's just the frustrating thing about the, the, you know, the eventual cancellation of the, of the series and the end of the series without getting to get what I feel as though we would most likely have gotten in a follow-up. Um, in fact, I'm even going to you know, go out on a limb here and say that the, the intent of naming Aaliyah's Leapy Angel was was very much done with purpose because I have a feeling that Aaliyah would have basically been leaping around and only, like, she would have been lost in time, basically, because she would have had no missions to complete. She would have had no reason to leap. But the only thing that would have provided her with that reason would be to basically be Sam's guardian angel. So I would imagine that in season six, there would have been a couple of, like, random leaps where Sam was in dire circumstances and she would have shown up and been able to have helped him. And then we would have kind of followed through over the course of two or three episodes, you know, what was happening to her and and eventually gotten some sort of resolution. Sure. Or even if not, you can kind of, you can kind of assume that the way she leaps out at the end of this episode, she kind of becomes what Sam becomes at the end of the last episode, Mm. just leaping around in time as herself. Yeah. Putting whatever, Free of, yeah. More like Journeyman. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, let's talk about one of the more disturbing aspects of this episode and, and, and the moment that really kind of just made me go like, what the fuck? (laughs) How do we feel about Zoe's interest in to the body that she's leapt into and what she can do with said body with all of her unwilling captive participants. Uh, What's interesting is that, and I can't remember how many times we've touched on this, no pun intended, how many times Mm. we've touched on this in previous episodes, is when Sam looks down at his body during a leap, does he see himself or does he see the leap be? When he touches himself... Does he feel himself? Does he feel the leapy? Um, The way it's implied in this episode, it's very much implied that when Zoe undoes her shirt and is feeling Myers' chest hair, that she is feeling Myers' body. Right. And and to not uh, 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 get too graphic, but it, it it leads to... The episode opened the question up, so I'm not being too graphic in asking this question. If she is going to try to have sex with someone, what equipment does she have? Right. 
It's interesting for a number of reasons, because we have never gotten a straight answer, like you said, and there are episodes where it is very clear that What Price Gloria being the prime example, you know, that that Sam, um, when he looks down, sees himself, that Sam has a penis, meaning, you know, that that Samantha Stormer basically has a penis. You know, he uses this to his advantage even in the final scene. Um, Then, however, we get other times when it seems as though maybe that's not the case, that that maybe he, you know, he is seeing the other person. Al will say things that imply that that Sam could indeed, you know, basically feel himself up when he leaps into a woman, you know. Um, So it's it's always been a little unclear. However, I think with where we are in season by season five, and I would even say probably by early season two, I, I believe based on some of the context clues that we're given that Sam sees himself, that Sam is himself, that, 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 that if, if Sam were to try to be intimate with someone when he had leapt into a woman, it would be difficult to say the least. However, I also think that because of the, the idea that, that Ziggy changes what Al sees that perhaps there's a way that Project Quanta has either figured something out, like maybe they know that for Aaliyah to complete some of her missions, like the physical presence of the Leap E is extremely important. Like if Aaliyah leapt into a man, she would have to be that man because we know that seduction and, you know, et cetera, is just a part of her MO. So maybe for Project Quanta, like their rules are a little different and maybe they've been able to manipulate things in such a way that it is more of a mental thing like we get in the in the novels for instance that sure. when Sam leaps in like you know Sam has the disfigured arm in the novel you know what i mean like he you know, so he takes on their physical aspects so maybe that is what project quanta does but i don't necessarily think that just because what zoe experiences is this means that that is any sort of confirmation of what sam experiences that makes sense and I, rewatching the episode, I mean, when I was a kid, that that kind of creeped me out. It kind of blew my mind because you yeah. you didn't see a lot of like them kind of teasing any of that kind of you know stuff you know on TV at the time, at least like prime time you know NBC right TV. But rewatching the episode now, it just seems it kind it's kind of boring and it's kind of insulting for them to imply that that Zoe hasn't already fully explored all of those kind of aspects with sexuality. Right, because right, I kind of right. because I'm not really thinking about it. I kind of get the feeling that at some point in time, Zoe has probably leaped before, or maybe not. Mm. I don't know. Or if not, like I don't know. I have a feeling that that Zoe is a very open person, and that I have a hard time believing that she wouldn't have. I don't. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, dude? I, I mean, I'll be completely honest with you, and I don't. And I'm not saying this in any sort of salacious way whatsoever. I would not have been surprised at all if some piece of official lore came out and 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 and, and told us that Zoe and Aaliyah had had some sort of sexual relationship. At oh, point. sure, yeah. You know, like I, I, yeah, I wouldn't find that odd at all. And I think that the thing is too that's interesting, and it's something that that was brought up. Um, I, I can't remember if it's in Matt's book or if I read it somewhere else. But the interesting thing is, is that um, we're also given a, a, a clue in, in the production notes that Project Quanta, and, we, and we've been given other clues, that Project Quanta is further in the future than Project Quantum Leap, and 2020 is even the year that's, that's actually explicitly stated. If that's the case, 
and we know that Aaliyah clearly looks to be a woman in her like late twenties to early thirties. The actor is thirty years old at the time that this was shot. Um, that means that she was probably born in like let's say nineteen eighty five at the earliest. And if the rule is that you have to leap within your own lifetime, well, clearly she's already broken that rule twice. Or at least once with, with Return of the Evil Leaper. Because that's in the 50s. When, when does Deliver Us from Evil take place? Now I can't the 50s. remember. Yeah, 1950s. Yeah. God, I never thought about that. So it's just interesting to think that, you know, that she... Um, she can leap beyond her own. Yeah, and it made me wonder if the reason why she can has something to do with Zoe, and if, like you said, Zoe has leapt before, and they're connected with their neurons and mesons, and if there's some way that they share enough thing in some can. fashion that, yeah, you know, um, uh, or if, like, we'll learn in Leap Between the States, it's some sort of weird genetic thing or whatever, which, or maybe, I don't know, I don't know. Or maybe they just figured out the way to go beyond the leapers right. of lifetime. Yeah. You know, which does make you think that you know, we do get other clues that perhaps Qua- Project Quanta is more advanced than Project Quantum Leap. Um, but going back to, to your point real quick about Zoe having leapt before, you know, I didn't think about that, but now that you mention it, it does make a lot of sense and it does make me wonder if there is some sort of like, you know, almost like Project Quanta is like the KGB and like Zoe is Aaliyah's handler. And the reason why Zoe is Aaliyah's handler is because, again, Zoe at one point was in Aaliyah's shoes. You know, like like there's some sort of like, you know, she leapt around for a while, you know, fucking yeah. things up. And, and then, you know, they brought along the younger model and now she's, you know, the trainer yeah. or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And it's kind of implied in the one scene between Zoe and Tame is that Zoe owes Aaliyah something significant yeah because there was some hint that at one point Lothos wanted to terminate Aaliyah like kill her and so he saved her and she says something like basically like I owed her yeah a lot um but we'll never know it's all it's 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 all in our head canon and I welcome you to explore your head canon Get 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 comfortable with your head and, cannon. Uh, should we talk about? I, I don't know if we talked about this at, at all with delivers from evil. And I think we touched on it a little bit with Starlight Star Bright, like the like the fan theories of of how the mm-hmm. Evil Leaper project came to be, with the hand link left behind in 1945 and the leap back. Between that and Sam falling under truth serum and Starlight Star Bright, and somehow that leads to a future project. Oh, or even maybe. Lothos is an evil, uh, a future evil version of Ziggy. Well, that right, because you know, the, the, I think here, here's 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 a possibility. If you wanted to say it's all one single timeline, because we do get the distinct impression throughout most of Quantum Leap that the changes that are made, you know, it, it's not we're not creating alternate realities here. That, that it's just that time is, 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 you know, is a string, basically, and that there's not multiple strings branching off. You're not unspooling the string or whatever. It's just one string. And that's why Al can remember multiple possibilities and potentialities, because it's not branching realities. There are infinite numbers of Al. There's only one Al, and that Al has had all of these experiences as this string has changed. So let's pretend that that's the case. So let's say the hand link gets left in 1945. Somebody finds it and it gets locked away 
you know, the same place that the Ark of the Covenant gets locked away. Yeah. And it's important to keep in mind that, that it's left behind with Tom, who is military. Right. So he, he probably was a good soldier, and he probably turned that into the military. So then let's flash forward, you know, 20 years, 25 years, basically, uh, almost. And, you know, old Gramps is now telling the Air Force uh, everything that they want to know. And all of a sudden somebody files a report and that gets flagged and somebody kicks it up and it gets mired in paperwork for a bunch of times and blah, 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 whatever. And then all of a sudden, about 15 years after that, this genius comes along with this idea to potentially travel in time. And somebody in the government all of a sudden is like, huh. And they make sure he gets the money for this project because this person, the government, has a sneaking suspicion that it already happened. And so, you know, he's got his little Navy buddy over here, so we've already got some military oversight, so it'll be really easy to make this happen. Because we know that Sam and Al knew one another before Project Quantum Leap was ever even, you know, started or thought of. So eventually they start to run out of money. Sam has disappeared. There's all sorts of trials and hearings to decide whether they're going to defund it. And what if the case is, is instead of it being uh, any sort of idea that they're going to close Quantum Leap, it's actually a power grab. And that basically what they're trying to do is get rid of Al, get rid of all these other people that are loyal to Sam and take the project over for themselves. Well, it, it doesn't work. And, you know, you've got you've got the scientist's brother, ex-Navy man, uh, senator, who's, you know, who's banging the gavel in subcommittee hearings, as we know from the novels and stuff, you know, making sure that they keep this thing going. We've got Al, who's, you know, bleeding heart, trying to make sure they keep this thing going. The thing is, is that one day something happens where everything changes and Al wakes up and next to him there's Beth and they have no idea where Sam is. They can't find Sam anywhere. And Al ends up telling Tom this, and Tom thinks, well, maybe it's over. Sam's never going to return home, and, you know, maybe it is time we close up shop. You know, he's lost. And at that time, somebody comes in with all the knowledge that they've had for all these years, just waiting for their opportunity. Ziggy becomes Lothos, and Project Quantum Leap gets turned into Project Quanta, and basically Aaliyah and Zoe are working with, for, and doing the same exact shit as Sam and Al were. They're just a little bit further in the future after all hell broke loose and Sam disappeared. And they're in 2020, and as we know from reality, 2020 is just fucked. <laughs> so it's entirely possible. God damn it, it just keeps getting more and more fucked every day. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> That's some great fan wake. Um, well, you know. And this is, uh, maybe it's also worth noting that um, there was another draft script that was never produced, another Evil Leaper script, and I won't try to get into it, but it's in uh, Matt's book, Beyond the Mirror Image. Definitely check it out by the book. Hi, Matt, uh, if you're listening. But um, the synopsis of that episode is pretty, it's dealt with in pretty good detail in the book. And uh, Matt's book, we haven't talked about it before. He does, he goes through great pains to find a way to make everything fit into the universe. All of the yes. unused scripts and everything, even like doing some, some, some stretching of canon and whatever. Um, but it's interesting how, uh, yeah, there was, a, there was an episode that took place in between Deliver and Return Revenge that could possibly have, have fit into the universe as well. Right. And, and let us not forget the, the novel, um, Nights of the Night Morning Star, which also, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it, you know, I, I applaud Matt for that. I, and I, I would like to think, and I haven't talked with him about this, but I would like to think that part of that comes from being a fan of Doctor Who because, you know, Doctor Who fans are want to also make everything fit. Uh, and, and, and I think the, 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 the world of Doctor Who makes it a little easier to do that. Um, but I am certainly, you know, subscribed to that theory. Like, you know, the novels, the audio plays, you know, all the televised shows, etc. everything is all part of the same universe. And, you know, I, I applaud him for doing that. I think that the, you know, of course the big difference is, is that with Quantum Leap, you know, you do kind of have one guy who ultimately gets to decide what counts and what doesn't. And as far as we know, you know, there's never been any verdict on, on, you know, from, from Don Belisario on whether the novels count or don't count or whether the comics count or don't count, you know? And, and, and I think that if, if we did get some word that the novels counted, I think that that would help answer a lot of the questions that we have because the authors were pretty good about doing that. Um, but I doubt we'll ever get that. And I have a feeling that Don would probably say the show is the only thing that counts anyway. I feel like at some point back in the nineties, he said books are not canon. Yeah. And I think at some point, like he also kind of gave his like indirect blessing of like fan fiction of like, go with God, go do with it, you know, go do it. Just don't try to make any money off of it. Right. Um, right. But I would say at, at, at this point, I would love to see it. It's probably very doubtful. We're going to get another iteration of quantum leap. And at this point you, you have your head canon. Put into the canon whatever you want. Books, the novels, right. whatever, a little mix. Like I said, I've already sworn, Lee Harvey Oswald, not canon. Right, right, right. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we come around, should, we, should we wrap up the episode? Should we like talk about how the episode actually ends? We've kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, I just want to come back because, like I said, when I was a 13-year-old boy, I loved the last scene. I love seeing Zoe get defeated. Yes. You know, and I think that uh, I, I had the thought earlier when I was watching the episode, uh, since I just mentioned it, I'll bring it back again, that there were times when certain aspects of the episode did remind me of, of, of like, um, you know, a bit of a, a bit of Doctor Who, uh, especially like, you know, an episode with... Um, the master or, 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 you know, some sort of arch villain like the Daleks or something like that. And, and, you know, being, you know, on your heels for most of the episode and trying to figure out a way to win. And I, and I do think that, you know, there is a, a victory here at, at the end without a doubt, but I think it does fall a little hollow because as great as it is to see Zoe get defeated, the fact that we don't really get any kind of like, we don't get any sort of ultimate scene between Sam and Aaliyah, you know, we don't get any sort of like, you know, everything's going to be okay. We don't get any kind of, it, it, it really, it really is unfortunate that the only thing that we get is this big exposition dump from Al where he tags on, you know, Aaliyah's free. So, I feel very unfulfilled uh, by the ending of this episode, actually. Oh, God, yeah. It's, I mean, it's horrible. It's cheesy. It's, uh, for some, like, 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 they're going back and they're gilding the lily that they did back with Killing Time of, of Sam revealing himself to Vivian when there's really no reason to. More so in Killing right. Time. More so in Killing Time. In this episode, it seems really, really superfluous. It seems really uh, unnecessary for Sam to reveal himself 
to death. Yeah, and other and, than and, and give Vivian some depth him? of being able to react to it and believe it and and give her some depth of I've always wanted to be a part of something special, but it, yeah, it it begs belief. There's a lot of cheese. Yeah, it's a, a lot, lot of, of cheese. Yeah. And I feel bad for Vivian in a way because the thing is, is it's clear that this is somebody who's trying to do the right thing and is very fed up with the system that she's involved in. But by taking that leap of faith, it's very, it, again, it kind of just betrays reality. And, and you, you are left sort of scratching your head thinking like, man, like she bought that shit. She ends up running the prison. Well, that's true. That is true. So there's, but, so, so there's something, there's something there. Um, the, the the thing the, you know the thing too that I that I that I just cannot help but being uh, very upset at this episode for is that even when Aaliyah does come back, you know at the end of the episode, it, it doesn't matter. Like literally, Dennis, she could have been Angel for the entire episode. Yeah, and it would not have changed anything. You are correct. And that really, really bothers me. Like, how is, that, how is that a proper send-off for a character? You know, again, I'm reminded of Doctor Who. There's actually, it's funny, there's a novel that introduces a new companion for the Doctor. And because of the way that the novels were, were farmed out in the early 90s, um, a lot of times writers were basically, they were, you know, writing in advance, and so there were certain things that they didn't necessarily know that a writer who was writing a book before them was going to do because there wasn't a lot of you know correspondence. So the so basically what happened is one author was given the charge to create a new companion, and the author who was writing the book after him was not given any details about who this companion was. So in their book, they literally at the beginning of the story had the character get brainwashed so they didn't have to write the character for the duration of the novel and basically just handed the torch off to the next author to come up with who this character was after the introduction of the character. That's what this episode is. Good God. It's literally the same thing, basically. It's just like, eh, we don't know what to do with her, so just, just you know, brainwash her. It just <sighs> so that's how I feel about the ending in general because it's like by the time we actually get to the ending like look there's definitely something satisfying about seeing Zoe get hers there's something interesting about the way that it all plays out and the way that it all ends because you are almost left with the thought like there is a moment where you're thinking like wait did, did Aaliyah get shot like did she leap out in time to not get shot or, or, or did Aaliyah get shot and she yeah. leapt out and she's like bleeding out basically as she's leaping through time. She's all, yeah, she's all Henry you know, the Time Traveler's wife. Spoilers! Right? No. <laughs> is, is, is Zoe, yeah. is, is, is Zoe actually shot or did she leap out in time to not I, be shot? I feel like Zoe is dead because like they made a yeah. big show of like you seeing her eyes open. Other yeah. than she's very stunned. Of course, in this world, what is, what is dead? Like, if they come back for a sixth right. season, they could have totally come back and retconned. And, no, she's totally alive. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or, you know, or the thing is, is that they could have easily had, an, you know, someone else take the mantle of, of Evil Leaper. You, know, you could have kept Thames on and, and had somebody else in, in there. And the thing is, what a great opportunity to have somebody even more evil. You know what I mean? Sure. Because the truth is, is, like, Zoe... 
like Zoe comes across as being bad. Don't get me wrong, but you could absolutely up the the, the ante on evil if you wanted to. Like she left room to to grow. It's not like she was the ultimate evil. And so, yeah, I I don't know. It's it, it it's great because we do get some sense of resolution about everything that happened. But but again, it's not. We're told Sam doesn't discover that Carolyn was you know raped and forced to have an abortion. Al just tells us that. Yeah. You know, um, we don't actually see Aaliyah survive and, and, and break the shackles and, and become free. We're just told that we that's the know. case. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's just tough, man. It's tough. It, this was a it's, hard, hard episode for me to be feeling good about when I finished it. I know. But next week, Dennis will be here to take you all away from this. <laughs> uh, so, in a season full of gimmicks, we're on to another gimmick episode because as gimmick. Sam leaps out, gimmick, 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 palooza. As Sam leaps out, uh, he's standing uh, outside a soundstage. Uh, there are two actors that are clearly in costume fawning over him, talking to him about how is she in real life, oh my gosh, she's you know, everything I want to be, etc., blah, 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 blah. A door opens, we hear shouts of, Marilyn, Marilyn, and we see, of course, a figure uh, coming to the car, it's Marilyn Monroe, she turns, Dennis, take me away from all this, and, oh boy. Uh, you know, in a way, this is the ultimate episode for us to talk about, because Sam, which is my name, has leapt into someone named Dennis, which is your name. This is what it's all been... This is why I picked you, sir. <laughs> uh, so, um, that's 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 where we're going to go next next week. Uh, we have five episodes left. As I, as I put in the Blu-ray to watch this episode today, uh, it, 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 this is the last disc. This is the first episode of the last disc of the Blu-ray set. Uh, it's, it's, it's really happening. We're, we're coming, we're in the finishing stretch. You know, I said this to Jess earlier, it's a little unfortunate that most of what we have left is not necessarily that great, but we're I have there. a feeling this might be almost bottom of the barrel, uh, when it comes to season oh, this five. Was, like at least with, um, cause I was thinking about it today when we were texting back and forth, at least with the episodes that we have coming up, one, all of them are better than this episode. Agreed. I could say that without a doubt. But they all also have different aspects that we can explore, like Marilyn Monroe's history, yep. uh, uh, war and PTSD and, and the Beast Within, the Civil War, obviously, Elvis, obviously. Um, I, we, we, currently, we certainly could have dove into some of the thorny social issues that, that were briefly touched on this episode, but I don't feel like this episode earned it. Right. All. Well, because because all, the thing, all it, we could talk about is like how how it was mishandled or just like they said, like the, the lines that Al has in the broom closet briefly touched on and then move on, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I felt like we you know, all we could do is just kind of again is, is basically just skim over the fact that like, yeah, it's a little weird that Zoe is, you know, when you kind of think about it, committing some weird form of sexual assault by feeling herself up as a man. And, and is also seeking to commit another form of sexual assault by forcing one of the inmates to have sex with her so that she can understand what it's like to have sex as a man. Yeah. You know, and, how we can, we could, and how convenient that the person that she leaped into, it's no stretch of character. Right, right. 
you know, and then, and then obviously just the, the, you know, there is, there is a, uh, I mean, prison life in general, whether it's, you know, a men's prison or a women's prison, there, there's, you know, there's a lot to, to, to go into, but again, in a way, yeah, this episode didn't really earn it. Like it didn't make me want to, like, that's the thing about the best episodes of quantum leap that do touch on something, whether it's a social issue or a historic historical issue, make me want to pull up Wikipedia, you know, sure. make me want to pick up a book, make me want to, you know, find out more in this episode. All it really did was make me go like, yep, that's terrible. And I know that that's terrible. And, you know, it's like, here's this situation of domestic abuse that ends in a homicide. How interesting is it that it's not, you know, the, the abuser killing the abusee, but the abusee standing up and killing the abuser. And what happens to her? She gets thrown in prison for the rest of her life. Like, there is actually a hell of a lot cool to say about that. But again, it's like, why bother? Because they didn't seem to fucking give a shit when they wrote this episode. Yeah. So why should I? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's just frustrating because here's here's the other thing that I find frustrating. And I'm sorry to go on, but, but, but I, like Matt, Matt kind of raves about the Evil Leaper episodes in general and, 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 and Beyond the Mirror Image. And the truth is I get why he says uh, some of what he says because the concept is absolutely has the potential for being the pinnacle of, of quantum leap. Absolutely. Unfortunately, the execution in this episode specifically, not deliver us from evil or return of the evil leaper. But if this is going to be your climactic episode, you really screwed the pooch. Yeah. Because not only did you provide a piss poor resolution to this really cool element that you injected into your story, but you also just gave us a bad episode on top of it. it yeah. It was. I mean, it, it was easier to look over if you're watching it all in two hours with the previous one. The previous right, episode. Right. But, uh, yeah. Because the thing that I will lament, I will lament the fact that we never really got to see Sam and Aaliyah work together. No. Like, how cool would it have been if they were both sent back to general and they both had to, like, interview other inmates and they both had to, like, compare notes at the end of the night and they both were in danger of getting called up to the warden's office for his, you know, sexual perversions or whatever. Like, but but instead, you know, Aaliyah basically gets fridged and, and Sam, Sam doesn't really have that much agency in this episode either. Like he, no. we didn't talk about it. Like he does choke out the one guard and then punch her in the face, which is yeah. an interesting choice, <laughs> which he apologizes for. I, I know. Yeah. That's that, that kind of jumped out at me too. Cause I think like, this is the only time in the entire series that we see Sam be violent with a woman. Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, I mean, well, he's not exactly him, but yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Very true. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. And I, and I, you know, I, I look, I, 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 Sam does some great things. Scott Bakula does some great work in this episode. You know, it's not all terrible. It's just that it is, it's very unsatisfying and it doesn't feel like a good episode of Quantum Leap. And so ultimately I can't, I can't, I can't be happy with it. Uh, no, like this is not one I'm going to pull out and, uh, and show to people. Yeah. And others. Which is a shame because yeah. on paper, if you were to tell people, if you were to, if you like, let's say that like Chris, who has, you know, guested on our show many, many times, let's oh, say I'm, we were to like I, tell I, Chris, like, yeah, 
on paper, like, just be like, okay, Chris, you've seen these other episodes of Quantum Leap. Well, now we're going to show you these three episodes and get this shit. Turns out there's an evil Leaper project, okay? And they just go around and fuck shit up. And we're going to get to meet the evil Leaper. And he and Sam, or she and Sam, like, have, like, this connection, obviously, because they're the only two people that have ever shared this experience before. And, and, and it's this whole saga. Like, if you said that to somebody, like who is already kind of into the show, they would be fucking jazzed. But then you get this episode, and it's just sort of like, I want to be like, sorry. I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting. And uh, if you're, yeah, if you've been with us a while, you know who Chris is, but we've had him on several episodes before. He's not really set up to record from home. Um, so, yeah. We, uh, sadly. Sadly. But we'll, we'll, we'll do a, like a, once, once we get back to seeing each other in person, we'll do some special episode to... Yeah. Well, because, you know, look, one thing, one thing that would be very interesting is I am not above the idea of potentially revisiting some episodes with, with other guests. Oh yeah. You know, you know, especially because we could, we could just talk about specific little things, not trying to cover a whole episode necessarily, just, you know, target certain aspects or whatever. Like there's an opportunity there certainly. So yeah. To do mythologies or different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, one thing I'll throw in uh, just last minute, I will say Rosanna DeSoto, who played Fiddler, gets our shout out of the week as being our Star Trek alum. She was in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Uh, So there you have it. There you go. We we got that one in. We got that one in. (laughs) Uh, And to shout out to another show, we were kind of texting about this back and forth. Uh, With with everything going on, I've had a lot more downtime. Because basically, like, we're keeping our youngest, uh, our four-month-old, at home right now. So basically during the day, I'm in charge of watching her while Betsy is working. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I burned through all 27 episodes of Timeless in about a week and a half. I think that is the quickest I have ever burned through anything. Um, <laughs> if, you want, if you want to see a series like really handle well the idea of a of a good and bad time travel organizations good and bad time travel organizations going against each other that's a really good show maybe you need to binge it to like get fully immersed in it like I did um but yeah I really enjoyed the ride yeah and they got a status I don't know how much you know about the show um they actually got a satisfactory ending so they, yeah. were, they were able to, they got canceled at the end of their second season and uh, because of a fan campaign, they were able to come back and do a two hour movie to, to wrap everything up. Which is wonderful. I, I, I almost feel like, I almost feel like, you know, I know it costs money and you can't do this, but for any show that gets canceled early that doesn't get the opportunity to do something like that, I almost feel like it should be a law. It should be a law I that know, you don't right? leave people dangling. Yeah. It's like, no. And it's like, oh God. And it's like, to not give you spoilers, like. They, I mean, they went for broke at the end of the second season. They gave a cliffhanger that was that was just like they were trying to set something up for for several years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five minutes into the to the final TV movie, they're like, "Yep, there was this cool idea. We're going to sweep this under the rug. Come on, losers! We're jumping uh, in the time machine." I mean, they. It, like I said, like if I. If I if you didn't know, maybe you could have got past it. But it was like, oh, they were they were clearly trying to set up like a multi year story arc, yeah. And then they had to like kind of backstep it a little bit to to right. get to wrapping everything up. But 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm always grateful that, you know, that Firefly got the Serenity movie. And I know, like, I, Joss Whedon is, is, is not a great person, and, and there's a lot that can be said about him. But that said, you know, I was a huge fan of, of a lot of, of his work. And uh, I remember, you know, binging um, the DVDs of, of Firefly one summer. Uh, and, well, basically it was the summer after it had gotten canceled. And just being so sad that, that it never got to go, uh, you know, where it could have gone. Um, especially after seeing the last episode and, uh, and then we got the movie and the movie was so satisfying and, 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 and in truth, you know, still left a lot open, um, which I know has been continued in, in some comic books, uh, and a couple of, uh, uh, short like novellas or whatever, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm always bummed out when, when a show gets, cut off but uh i i definitely want to check timeless out in fact now might be the perfect time to do it i i, I have some uh you know some free time here and there so yeah i, I will I say watch it, it it takes three or four episodes to get it because almost it seems like they're, they're they're trying to dangle the bad guy without giving you any substance but then after mm-hmm. you get three or four episodes in and the main characters once they get to know each other and they actually like build like a cohesive team and they're not just bickering at each other all the time it turns into a really good action adventure Dumb. No, I won't say dumb. By by, by prestige TV HBO standards, the show oh, is sure. dumb. For network right, right, TV, right. it's actually really smart. And uh, with them not being constrained to like within your own lifetime kind of thing, they're able to go to like different time periods, and they're able to to explore different parts of history. Like you said, after the episode, you really want to like pull up a Wikipedia article. And Mm -hmm. learn more about, like, the time, you know, like, the time that they were in. Because, like, they go to major historical events, different from Quantum Leap. They go to major historical events. Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm a dad. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. We've been been going, man. They they, they go to, to major historical events, but they also drop things on you like you didn't know. Like, I didn't know that Al Capone had an estranged brother. Mm, mm. Interesting. Yeah, neither did I. Um, and that their relationship was in such a way where basically his brother went into hiding and changed his name because he wanted nothing to do with Al Capone. And for years, Al Capone took ads out in newspapers in all major cities trying to find his brother. Wow. And like they, they do a whole, sto- a whole story around that, and I did not know. They do a whole story around JFK, which I think you would actually really enjoy. Yeah. And appreciate. Um, but yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I might even I might even start tonight. Start that dive on in. They go uh oh the Hindenburg. Yes. Uh yes. They go to the Hindenburg for the only reason is they wanted to get as big a budget as possible. And what better way to do that <laughs> than to blow up the Hindenburg? Right? Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Anyway, well, that's that's our plug for timeless and maybe possible future podcast. We don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's fate's wide wheel, man. Uh, who knows where we're <laughs> going to end up next? Uh, you know, look, I I I I I feel bad trashing the episode, but again, as I have said before, nothing is more frustrating than seeing the potential for something that could have been really great to see it done so. Poorly, especially when you know the people involved are quality. You know, Deborah Pratt, Debbie Allen, of course, our wonderful cast and crew, 
and and what we got was so subpar for Quantum Leap that it never measured up to I, I think the justified expectations of the audience. And I know there are a lot of people that would disagree. I know a lot of people you know out there like the Evil Leaper stuff. There are people that that enjoyed this episode you know over at Al's place. Um, you know, it's got a 56% excellent rating. Um, you know, uh, uh, only 12% of viewers found it fair or poor. So, you know, the overwhelming amount of the audience found it average or better. Um, you know, uh, over at the MacGyver Project, our friend says, despite being my least favorite of the Evil Leaper episodes, I still enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, he gave it a pretty solid ranking. Um, the ending was exciting. was also abrupt. Yeah, no shit. Um, so yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that we got such a rushed, rushed ending and so much, you know, of Al telling us what happens or telling Sam what to say instead of actually seeing our characters really, truly make a difference. Um, you know, the dramatic tension got ratcheted up a little bit towards the end, but the stakes never quite felt, or rather the stakes, I, I don't know, it, 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 it just doesn't hold together. And, and, and I feel bad. I do. I feel guilty. I feel guilty for sitting here saying like, I thought it was garbage. Sam, this yeah. episode makes blood moon look like the Jesus. color of truth. <laughs> and that's where I'll leave my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next week. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us, everyone. Uh, yeah. Let us let us know your thoughts on on the on the Facebook on the social meds because people actually say that. Uh, That's what they call it these days. The social meds. Um, yeah. yeah, and next uh, next week or well next whenever we'll be back to talk about Goodbye Norma Jean. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I, I think it should be interesting. I remember you know watching this one as a kid. Um, and, and, and being fairly excited for it, uh, you, you know, even at, at 11 years old, uh, you know, I was watching American movie classics quite a bit and, you know, had seen Marilyn Monroe and, and, and James Dean and, you know, was kind of getting myself immersed in that and, you know, preparing myself for a life of agony trying to be an actor. But, um, in that, in that particular moment in time, you know, I remember enjoying the episode a bit, so I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, to rewatching it and diving in. I will. I will say, um, this is pending a rewatch. I think this may be the best well handled gimmick episodes, famous person episodes of the final season. Yeah, because if I remember right, it was it was very personalized, and a lot of it just revolved around the two of them. There wasn't a lot of extraneous stuff, so it was really a kind of a great showcase, and 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 not you know they didn't try to do like anything too crazy. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It's personal, like you said. Um, has a nice little twist of an ending that you weren't quite expecting. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to, to, to talking about it. Hopefully sooner than later. Me too. Absolutely, absolutely. We're in the home stretch, man. Five episodes left. Here we go. Uh, after that, Beast Within, Leap Between the Straits, Between the Straits, <laughs> Between the that's Between an, the States. That's an entirely different episode, and that takes place <laughs> at Project Quanta and yeah, Zoe and her weird shenanigans. Anyway. Ho Zoe. Well, thank you all so very much. Take care of yourselves and one another as we explore 
and traverse our pandemic world that we still live in, our world that is a little bit dimmer uh, after the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and and having to stomach the shenanigans coming out of Washington on a minute-by-minute basis. We appreciate you spending some time with us uh, and listening to us savage our favorite TV show. (laughs) So (laughs) we can't wait till next time. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.